0: It's time for another episode of Espresso Yourself with Chuck. And now, coming to the mic, your
1: host, Chuck. Lindsey Freeman is the State Manager of Community Relations for Kansas Gas Service. And Kansas Gas Service is a supporter of JAG-K. And we really appreciate that. And we certainly appreciate Lindsey joining us this week on Espresso Yourself with Chuck. Welcome, Lindsey.
0: Good morning, Chuck. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, we're excited to talk about your career path, uh, a little bit about Kansas Gas Service, your job, and and whatever else may come up over the next several minutes. Um, First of all, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up and, you know, kind of that journey.
0: So I was born and raised in Emporia, Kansas. So um, I went K through 12 to Emporia and then I moved away for college. So I moved to Johnson County just after graduation and I attended Johnson County Community College and thought I wanted to be a dental hygienist. And I bet we touch on that a little bit later. But That's what I went there with the intention of doing is going to hygiene school And um, while I was there, I changed majors and uh, ended up getting an associate's degree from Johnson County and dual enrolling at the same time at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, there in Kansas City, Uh, got my bachelor's degree, worked in Kansas City for a number of years, and then moved to Topeka in 2011. So I've been here ever since. I've been with Kansas Gas Service since uh, 2020. So I joined right in the, actually, pretty much the beginning of COVID, if you will, and Been a fun, busy ride ever since. So, um, I do work in Topeka. I live in Topeka. I have a husband and four children. So, I stay really, really busy. Uh, But I love everything that I do, both personally and professionally.
1: Great. Well, there's a lot to uh, unpack there. And we want to go back a little bit. When you were in high school, so you wanted, when you went to college, you wanted to be a dental hygienist, uh, which is uh, what my daughter wants to do right now. She's a senior in high school. So maybe I can connect her with you and you can uh, tell her when your path changed. But when did you know uh, in high school that you wanted to be a dental hygienist? And when, why did you decide that you wanted to try a different path?
0: Sure. So I have been, I was really lucky in high school. I was involved with student council and a lot of activities in school. And I changed my career path. A lot, so I thought I wanted to be a radio disc jockey and wanted to go to Arizona State University and do that. And then I was um, lucky enough to have a, to get a job at a local radio station. And I quickly learned eh, that's not what I want to do. Um, I job shadowed an attorney, thought maybe I want to do that. Uh, job shadowed a dental hygienist and thought I could do this. This is this is a good career. It pays well. Um, it you know you're stay really really busy. There's never enough dental hygienists. So. Um, Went there with with, went to Johnson County with the thought of doing that started taking the classes and working in a dental office in Kansas City. And I thought, I don't think I can stare in a mouth every single day for the rest of my career, you know, 40 some years of a career. I'm a talkative person. When you have all those instruments in somebody's mouth they're not talking back to you very much <laughs> and um i just you know once i started getting into the science curriculum it, it wasn't my thing and i i was a science i loved science in high school and growing up but after high school i thought no this is not what i want to do so i met with a school counselor i guess at, at johnson county and just explored some other opportunities and they said have you looked into hospitality management and I thought, well what in the world is that and they said well event planners that kind of piqued my interest uh, working in the ho- in the hotel industry and uh, with lots of different fields have hospitality management. And so I thought, I think I could do that. So I enrolled in the hospitality management program and fell in love with it. And um, I have a little known fact that I have a culinary degree as part of my associate's degree. I'm not a big cook. But I can make all sorts of random things that they taught us there, like tied leg of lamb and rabbit and all sorts of stuff. But uh, Johnson County has an incredible hospitality management program. Um, and I was lucky to, to get to be a part of that and to graduate from it.
1: Right. And then once you graduated, did you go right into the hospitality industry, into a job?
0: I actually was already working um, in the hospitality industry, so I, I had to pay my way through college. I had a little bit of help. Um, from grandparents who had passed away before I was born, but I still, I had a Johnson County apartment rent to pay every month, which was it's very, very costly. And I drove a lot, you know, for work and school. And so I had a lot of gasoline to pay for. So I worked um, all of the years of college full time at the same time. So I worked in the hospitality industry dual enrolled at Johnson or at Johnson County and UMKC and graduated with both degrees in three years. And I did, I worked in the hotel industry the whole time. And that got me a ton of experience that helped me with class projects and relating to the classes that I was taking, um, like managerial accounting. And they were things that I was experiencing in the workplace at the same time as learning it in the classroom. Very beneficial.
1: Were you as you were an active student in high school? Would you consider yourself a good student in high school? And did it come naturally? Or how did how did that all work for you?
0: Yeah, I was a good student. I didn't get all A's. I didn't graduate with a 4.0. I graduated with a three point something, but I had to work really, really hard in high school. Um, Learning doesn't come easy to me. I'm a note taker. If you see me in a meeting, even now I take a ton of notes because I go back and reflect on those um, just to make sure that I captured and I fully understand. And I'm also not somebody that can just take a test without studying. I would spend days, hours uh, preparing for a test. It was always like my lucky day when we got to bring up note card into class with notes on it because I I knew that I had taken good notes if I could just use those. So um, I worked hard. I worked really, really hard to get the grades that I did. I also stayed really close with my teachers. I helped them um, to understand where I was struggling. I wasn't afraid to ask for help. Um, Math is not my strong suit. I can get by But I don't love math. And so I had a tutor for math um, many years just to get through those classes. Um, But I think the biggest thing for me was not being afraid to say something when I didn't know and to really lean on my teachers for a little extra help if I needed it.
1: You clearly have a great work ethic. You were taking classes. You were working. You had a goal it sounds like to, to get good grades and you did the work necessary to get them. Where did that come from like what what was either the the model for that or what drove you to work so hard and, and try to achieve so much?
0: I uh, my parents you know they they are not I wasn't raised by um, with a gold spoon in my mouth. I got my first job at 14 and in a restaurant in Emporia and worked there until I graduated high school and and moved away, Um, in addition to the radio station. So I've always had lots of balls in the air that I've been juggling, but my work ethic comes from my parents. They're um, fantastic employees, so they role modeled for me what it was like to get to work on time, um, to go to work on days that might be really, really hard. You might, you know, have a lot going on, but I'm still going to show up. And it was instilled in me from a young age. So um, my parents also didn't job hop, which is uh, interesting in today's world. My dad worked for Frito-Lay before he retired for 36 years. So it was his first job after college um, and he retired from there about eight years ago. And my mom has always worked for Stormont Vale Hospital Previously, it was under a different name in Emporia, but now it's owned by Stormont Vale, and she's been there for all of her years and is still employed by them. So uh, I just had really good role models, and it was instilled in me, and I didn't want to let my parents down, and I didn't want to let myself down because I knew what I was capable of.
1: Other than just the hours you were putting in, were there other obstacles that you had to deal with, overcome to get the good grades and, and on the career path that you chose?
0: Yeah, you know, as an adult I've been diagnosed with ADHD, which kind of surprised me. Um it's not something that I always tell people, but I'm sure they can pick up on some of it just from my characteristics and I'm always on the go and I'm I'm pretty talkative and bubbly, but I think having that diagnosis younger would have helped me so much with learning. And uh but it really had a stigma then, you know, nobody it was kind of taboo for doctors to diagnose kids with ADHD and and other things like that. But if I would have had, um, that knowledge and maybe even medication, if that was needed at that age, I think it really would have helped me and maybe not have to work as hard, still work hard, but not as hard to retain the knowledge and, and take a test and focus during that test. Um, and then just working, you know, I, I worked at that little, it's, it was called Coburn's family restaurant. It was like a Vista. They had just changed names over the years. Um, I'd work, I'd close. So we'd close at 10 o'clock at night and I'd get home and I'd have to finish work, uh, homework or whatever it was. But it, that instilled in me from a really young age, just keeping up with, you know, a job that was counting on me, but also grades that I needed to keep up in order to, to move in the future to college.
1: Right. So, You were in the hospitality industry. At some point, you moved into a a different industry, still serving people. But tell us about that transition, why you wanted to change uh, jobs, careers. Um, How did that all come about?
0: Sure. So that was really introspection. So when I got engaged to my husband, we got married, I was living in Kansas city. I had to move to Topeka because he is a Topeka firefighter and he works 24 hour schedules. So he has gone, um, 24 hours. He leaves about five 30 in the morning and comes home the next day, about seven o'clock in the morning. And the hospitality industry can have hours, not the same, but pretty similar. And I thought, Oh, if we ever have a family I don't think that the hotel industry and nights and weekends is going to work for us. So um, really looked within myself again and said, what are what are the things that I enjoy? I love talking to people. I love serving people. I love helping people Um, and got a a position with Payless Shoe Source. So that was the first job that I had when I moved to Topeka. It was a fantastic job. I worked in their customer support center as an administrative assistant, and I loved it. Because I got to touch lots of different areas of the business, uh, but Payless was a it was it was a failing model at that point, and the business was starting to close down little by little by little. And I um, knew that I needed to change, and I needed to find something else in Topeka. So I was offered a position with Advisors Excel, and that was in 2012. And that was when the company was really starting to uh, take off. I, I was somewhere around the 200th employee, and I started. Uh, The the trick then and probably even still now is to just get your foot in the door and take whatever job you could get. So I took a substantial pay cut to get my foot in the door at Payless as much as I would have loved. And I was used to one salary. I knew that Advisors Excel was a great company. It would be around for a long, long time. And I knew the incredible reputation they had for taking care of their employees and their customers. And I knew I wanted to work for them. So I was the administrative assistant to the president of life insurance, and it was an incredible job. And I did that for about three years. And um, the three founders at that time decided to start a community relations, community engagement team and tapped me on the shoulder. Said, would you be interested? I thought, I don't know anybody in Topeka. I've barely been here. I'm not, you know, a lot of these people have grown up in Topeka, uh, but they encouraged me to apply. And I interviewed, was given the job. And so that is really what made the career that I have now take off, was moving into that community relations job with Advisors Excel and, and being the hands and feet of the founders and the company and making a difference in Topeka and in, in parts of the country. Um, but that's that's truly what led me to community relations and continuing to serve.
1: Great. I want to go back just a, a little bit and focus a little bit on what you just said. You said you were given the job. I would venture to guess you earned the job. What qualities do you think you possessed that made you stand out from the others that were vying for that position?
0: Yeah, I you're right. I did earn the job. Uh because and I interviewed I think 8 times for that position uh with lots of different people within the company just to let them kind of see who I am. And do I have the characteristics to go out in the community and represent us? So I think they saw my work ethic. I was I'm, I have a, a belief that if I'm five minutes early, I'm five minutes late. And that has, um, it, along with dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Those two guide me constantly. I still think about it almost every day. Um, so they saw my work ethic. I was there early. I put in, I'd stay late if I needed to, even though I had a young family and I didn't sacrifice our family, but I gave what I could to my job. Um, I treat people with respect. I look them in the eye when I'm speaking to them. I um, will spend the time that it takes to get to know somebody, to get to know our company. If it was a, something new we were doing, I knew it front and back before I talked about it publicly. So I think that that was recognized. Um, when I started through the the interviewing process and and previous to interviewing as well, which is what, what led them to ask me if I'd even be interested in the role. So, um, but I put myself out there and I made, um, the best impact that I could in the most positive way.
1: And now you're with Kansas gas service, Mm -hmm. but in community relations. So tell us a little bit about what that job is and Uh, I I don't recall when you said you started with Kansas Gas Service, but when you started there, you were in a little bit different position and you've continued to move up within the company. Tell us about that process and what you do now.
0: Sure. So in uh, April 2020, I got a a strange phone call from Tulsa, Oklahoma on my cell phone. We were all working from home at that point because COVID had hit. Um, Advisors Excel was doing the safe thing and letting employees work from home to be safe. And um, I ignored it. And then it called back the next day and I thought, well, I don't have a car warranty and my student loans are paid off. So I don't know what this is, but I better answer it. And it was a recruiter from One Gas. And I had no idea the brand One Gas. But One Gas is the parent company of Texas Gas Service, Oklahoma Natural Gas and Kansas Gas Service. And they called to ask if I would be interested in the state manager of community relations position. And I thought, I work for the best company in the world. Advisors Excel. There's no way I can leave. Uh, But they talked to me about their impact and what they do and the number of customers they serve and the difference that they make every day. And I thought, you know, this is something that I could I could talk about a little bit more and, and learn some more about. So, Obviously I ended up accepting the position I started in June. Um, so I think that's something to talk about is the, the recruiting process. It wasn't overnight. Um, that I interviewed with a total of 25, 27 somewhere in their individuals with our company. Some of them were group interviews. Some of them were one-on-one, but a lot of interviewing to get to this point over those three months. And, um, it doesn't happen overnight. And I would say that that is still very, very common, both with our company and, and a number of other companies. They, um, They take their time. They look through the candidates. They want the perfect fit for the role. They want they want you to like the company and they want the company to be a good fit for you. So I moved into the state manager role. I was still working from home for about a year and a half trying to learn a brand new business, which was an incredible challenge. Uh, But I was up for it. I asked a lot of questions, wasn't afraid to say I don't know. And uh, it's been a fantastic fit. So now uh, my team and I, so I have a team of three underneath me. They are community relations area managers spread all throughout Kansas. So um, there's an uh, employee in Kansas City who handles the Kansas City Metro all the way down to Southeast Kansas. Another one in Manhattan that handles uh, North Central Kansas. And then um, another employee that's in Wichita that handles the Wichita Metro and Southwest Kansas. So we have Big territories and a lot of communities to serve, but we love our jobs and we love what we do and the company that we work for.
1: What would a typical week look like for you or or the members of your team?
0: Lots of on the go. We we uh, our job is to work with local elected officials, city management, city administration, sometimes city attorneys, depending on what it is to help uh, achieve and sustain reliable, affordable, natural gas in the communities that we serve. So we have a little under 700,000 customers here in Kansas. We serve um, over 300 communities. So between the four of us, we have touch points in all of those over 300 communities. So we are on the phone, and that could be via Teams or Zoom, just like we're on now, or uh, in person. I like to do a lot of meetings in person. I truly believe the best way to build a relationship, especially what we're doing, is in person. Sometimes that's not feasible because we're several hours away. Um, but we work to just make sure that we're serving their, the city's needs but also the residents needs. And we sponsor a lot of events. So I go to my team and I go to a lot of luncheons, community events, we um, sponsor events at schools. We work with uh, organizations just like Jag k to help you further your mission and um, educating students and helping them be prepared for uh, life after high school. But in terms of a typical week, every day is different. So every week is different. But I can tell you this week alone, I've been in Wichita and Manhattan just between Monday through Friday. Um, And I was in Wichita on Sunday as well. So I've made two trips to Wichita this week, one trip to Manhattan. I spend a lot of time on the road, um, but I love it.
1: Great. And why would an organization like Kansas Gas Service support an organization like JAG-K? How do you... How do you determine which organizations you are supporting? And um, yeah, just kind of walk us through that process, if you sure. would.
0: Yeah. So we are at Kansas Gas Service. We have a wide range of careers. We have corporate attorneys that, that require, obviously, a post-secondary education and then some um, all the way to the. Truly the individuals who are doing the hardest work, the most work, and that's our operations team that's out in the field, putting pipe into the ground, making sure natural gas is fly, flowing through those pipes. Some of those are engineers. Some of those are what we call journeymen um, that require a high school diploma and are some of the best careers in our company. So we work with, it's so important for us to work with organizations like JAG-K, and that's why we do work with organizations like JagK is you guys are getting the employees of our future ready. So you're teaching them that the important life skills, the job skills, you're helping them learn about the careers that exist that they may not have ever thought of. You know, my parents, my dad didn't work for the gas company. My mom didn't work for the gas company. I never knew that a lot of these careers existed. But if we can share with organizations like Jag K what exists within our company, what we expect of our employees, um, you help us find some of the best employees for our future as our company continues to grow.
1: Regardless of the technical knowledge and the position, what are you looking for in a Kansas gas service employee?
0: Accountability. Somebody that will will show up each and every day, that gets the job done, that cares about what they're doing. We are a company... Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas that cares deeply about our employees and our customers. So we want our employees to have that same care for each other and for the customers. So um, show up on time, care about your work, do good work, and um, you know just just put time and effort into the role, and our company will take very good care of you.
1: Well, it's actually in the in the the name service, but you've mentioned service multiple times. Not only, I think, in your professional life, but um, going a little bit into your personal life, uh, you have children and every day is service to your children. Um, But I think beyond that, if I understand this right, you're actually uh, foster care parents and have a student in foster care, which we work with students in foster care as well and, and realize that there are some additional challenges being in that system. And it's a challenge to be a foster care parent, just to get qualified to do that. So if you don't mind, can you um, maybe share part of that journey with us?
0: Yeah, We've been foster parents, licensed foster parents for just about six years. So um, when I was with Advisors Excel, I created a mentoring program at a local Head Start school and We were in desperate need. We had lots of women that wanted to help, but not a whole lot of men that wanted to mentor. So, my husband has that great firefighting schedule that he's busy. He owns a business separate from firefighting, but he made time to come and mentor a young man who at that time uh, was about three. And um, when he was four, He was placed in the care of the state of Kansas and became a child in need of care uh, and a foster child. And we were approached because of the lack of foster parents in Kansas uh, and their pre-existing relationship, if we'd be willing to care for him. And I can tell you where I was standing. I can probably tell you what I was wearing and what Aaron was wearing when when we got the call. and, And he said, well, I can't make this decision. I am gone 24 hours at a time. You've this, you take care of our three little girls. This is really a decision for you to make. And I said, who am I to not take this chance? Who are we to not take this chance and to help this little guy? So he has been with us now for six years. He is the reason that we got licensed. Um, and we are currently in the adoption process. So that's exciting news, but, um, there, there are a lot of challenges. There's a stigma that comes with, um, probably being a foster parent, but definitely with being a foster child. And I hope that by the time that I am done working with the foster system, but certainly even beyond that, that I can eradicate that stigma because the young man that lives with us and his siblings are some of the most incredibly, incredible bright children I have ever met. And um, they need good role models, just like I needed good role models growing up. And likely you did too, Chuck. Um, And that's what Aaron and I are doing for him is serving as great role models and parents and teaching him what I expect of my employees and what our company expects, that we go to school on time and that we go every day, even when we don't want to. Um, He, I I hope, has learned a lot of that from us. And I think that he has. But uh, it's ignited a passion in me to help students that um, foster children that may not have loving homes that may not receive this um, education at home. Like I received from my parents, but um, did we set out to be foster parents? No, but would I change it? Absolutely not. It's been a fantastic experience. It's been hard, but it's been very, very good.
1: What would you recommend uh, others who may be considering being a foster parent? What what advice would you give them? And this isn't necessarily for our students, but we have others that watch this podcast um, or maybe students who know families, maybe their own family. Um, What, what would you tell them if they're possibly thinking about taking on this really noble um, challenge? Well, thank you. I, I,
0: I, uh, I like to think that if you're presented with the opportunity, most people would be like us and just say, yes, that I can help, um, ask questions, ask, I'm an open book. Erin and I are, are open books. We'll tell you as much as we can about our experience, um, while protecting our, our son's, um, story and what he's been through, but ask questions. If you're curious, if you have that draw, if your heart's being pulled in that direction, um, look into it. You don't, just because you ask questions or look into it doesn't mean that you have to do it. You can go through a class called deciding together or maps that um, is free. It's through the KBC or St. Francis, any of the foster care agencies, you can take that class and you explore lots of different things um, about some of the challenges that some foster children come with. I will tell you, our little guy, does not have ADHD. He is on zero medications. He doesn't have behavior issues. And that's very common, you know, but it's also, there are also other students that do face challenges and you might be suited to help a a student, a a child that has some of those challenges. So explore it. If your heart's called to it, explore it. Just because you ask questions, like I said, does not mean that you're committed. Um, It has absolutely been the best thing we could have done for our family. So Um, Our little girls were interviewed a few weeks ago as part of our adoption home study process. And I was curious what they would say. Um, Our youngest is now eight. So she does not remember life before our foster son moved in with us. And they are the best of friends. They're inseparable. And she thought he was already adopted because we don't talk about him being a foster child. He's just part of our family and will, will always be. But it has, I think, hopefully instilled Um, service and love in our daughter's hearts and and maybe someday they'll be compelled to the same
1: well that's I appreciate your um, sharing that um, that personal side and and it is such a need and we could spend a lot of time just talking about the the challenges of placements and and academic obstacles for students in foster care and 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 As an organization, we try to do what we can, but foster families are needed. Uh, Good foster families are needed. And it's not just as simple as accepting the challenge. It is, there are a lot of barriers in in my view. This is just me editorializing. Um, We have a lot of good families that would be really good foster families. It's difficult. It's difficult to... meet that threshold um Mm -hmm. so again thank you for for doing what you're doing um i'm sure your son is going to be an incredible incredible adult having had the opportunity to have you as as parents so and good luck with that process
0: thank you very much
1: well and just so to to wind up our time You've already given us a lot of advice on interviewing and what companies are looking for. If you could consolidate all of that into maybe one nugget of wisdom, what would your one piece of advice be for our students who are seeking success after high school or even during high school? Yeah,
0: ask questions. Do not be afraid to say you don't know. If you're curious, if you want to learn more about something, ask questions. How can I find out about being a dental hygienist? Is there an opportunity for me to go and job shadow for two hours? Um, Just ask. Another saying that my team hears me say a lot is you miss 1000% of the shots that you don't take. And that's a Wayne Gretzky saying, but I say it all the time and it's so true. Some of the wildest things, like when I wanted to be a radio disc jockey, I just called the radio station. My parents probably thought I was insane, uh, but I called and said, can I do you guys have any jobs for a high school student? No, I wasn't on the morning show or something fun like that right out of the gate. I wasn't ever at all, but I um, I had an evening evening. Uh, I think two evenings a week that I worked and I would run music on our AM station. And then I would record the weather forecast on the all three stations and it would play at certain times. And um, people would call in and request songs. And I'd talk to them. And, but if I wouldn't have asked, for that opportunity to even see if it was there, I wouldn't have ever got it. It wasn't posted in the newspaper. It wasn't online on Indeed, wasn't on a website somewhere. I had to ask for the opportunity. So don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to ask for the opportunity. There are a lot of people just like me that are out there waiting for the phone to ring for somebody to say, what do you do? How do you give away money? You get to go have lunch and, and talk to people in the evenings for fun. Yep, I do. I do a lot of hard stuff, but I do a lot of really fun, cool stuff, too. So um, there are people that want to see you succeed and will do everything they can to help you succeed.
1: Great. And I i promise this is the last question. But it uh, reminded me of something you said earlier when you were talking about your college classes, the managerial accounting. Mm-hmm. But it was those work based learning experiences that also seemed to help prepare you. This will vary by job and career and industry, but approximately what percentage of the -the on-the-job training, the internships, the job shadowing, what percentage of your growth and development and preparation for being successful in a job was the hands-on versus maybe the textbook learning?
0: 75%. You can learn it in a textbook, I can see it and read it and study it and listen to my professor speak. But until I went and experienced it for myself and and saw what that rate of return on having guests in our hotels meant to our bottom line, it didn't make sense for me. I needed to experience it. I need I also learned a ton. I still learn a ton from my incredible colleagues. Um, I see how they talk to customers when they, you know, I think we've all in in our careers had, disgruntled customers. And that is hard to be yelled at. Um, but you, you hear somebody go through it. Maybe you go through it. You develop a, a, a way to respond, a thicker skin. You watch how they handle it. I model a lot of myself off of what I've learned from some of the most magnificent leaders. So I would tell you three quarters of my education has come from on the job. Um, And and the classroom's been great, but what I've learned in the workplace has far surpassed what I've learned in the classroom.
1: Lindsay, thank you for your time today. Thank you for your service at Kansas Gas Service and also um, in your private life, your personal life. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Chuck. Feel free to share my information with anybody. If you have any questions about Kansas Gas, about my career, about foster care, I'd be more than happy to help. Thank you for your time.
1: Thank you. Thanks for watching Espresso Yourself with Chuck. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you will subscribe to the channel and also check out all the videos on our Jobs for America's Graduates Kansas YouTube site. Music for Espresso Yourself with Chuck is provided by Bensound Music at Bensound.com. Thank you to our announcer, Kelly Newton, and producers Kim Ferdig and Don Neer.